Welcome to a new season of Stories Behind Tennessee Tourism, the podcast that pulls back the curtain on all things travel and tourism in this great state of Tennessee. We are pleased to present a series of interviews recorded live and in person at the 2021 Governor's Conference on Hospitality and Tourism. On this episode, we talked with Mr. Barry White, President and CEO of Chattanooga Tourism Company, the destination marketing organization for the area. Prior to Chattanooga, Barry spent over 25 years with Augusta, Georgia, CVB. It was in his role as president and CEO at Augusta that our paths crossed. For several years, we worked alongside Barry and his team to brand, promote, and grow the Augusta River region. To this day, I'm especially proud of the innovative work, marketing results, and personal and professional memories created as part of that collaboration. And that's one of the things about tourism that's especially meaningful for me. It's a people business through and through. I had a great time reconnecting with Barry, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Here we go. I think I've said this before, but one of the things that, that I enjoy the most about working with folks, organizations, people in tourism are the relationships. It's something that comes up over and over again. And gentleman that we have here, not only is tourism royalty, I think he's a legend, really. He's also someone who, who I'm really excited to be talking to. And that's because we go back a little bit, and Barry White yes, used to work at Augusta as the president and CEO. I was down there uh, for a few years. Yeah, Augusta, yeah, for a few. I think it's 20, wasn't it? 20-something, yes. 20-something years. And we had the pleasure of working uh, alongside him and his organization for, for a period of time. And then since then, he went and he became, uh, he was recruited and came to Chattanooga. Yeah. And is now the president and CEO of the Chattanooga CBB. Yeah. So I just kind of want to start out pretty easy. Uh, you were at Augusta for 20-plus years, and I know you've had many memories there and, and helped shepherd that community really into where they are now with Benish and I know they face some challenges but are growing and now in Chattanooga what are just some memories that stand out for you? You know I started in Tennessee up in northeast Tennessee in Kingsport and that was just you know I mean I I probably learned more in that two years that I was there than I learned in the next five it was just like a we just dove into it. Is that your first post as uh, CEO? I was actually not CEO. I started as director of sales. Okay. Yes, I started as director of sales. But, you know, when you're first into a new, especially into a new type of business that was new for me, I'd been in retail before that. So you just learn at massive pace, you know, crazy pace and just a lot of fun, everything from events. And that's when I fell in love with it. And I said, I'm ready to move. I'm ready. I'm ready to keep going in this. So that's when I I started looking around and ended up in Augusta, Georgia, which was just a, a fabulous place in the right time. And in the right place for me at that time. When did you start there? 91. Okay. So I started in Kingsport in 89. So 91 in Augusta. I'm just sort of trying to get a, a sort of sense of context here, right? right. Because you're, you're in Augusta in 91, and uh, certainly they're one of the big claim to fames there. You know, two things, right? The Masters, which just tends to be a bit of a challenge for the average traveler to experience. Right. Right, and then the musical heritage of the area with you know James Brown, funk, and, oh, yeah. and all that. And so, the, at the time that you got there, what did you find, and, and where did you go with that? I mean, there's, you know, I'm just I'm asking you this because you're such a success with identifying what you need to do. I think within an area to be able to elevate it to the next level. And so, yeah. what was that sort of well, process? What you also noticed when you were in, in Augusta was, you know, you have this worldwide recognition, and like you said, the average person 
really can't can't enjoy that part of it but you've got this such a strong association and and it's you can't deliver on it really so you really then start diving into the essence of what that is and how it shapes and frames the community as a place to live and a place to visit and then you start rolling in james brown's just fun you know it's just he was great had some had some great sit downs kind of like this with him once or twice but yeah just finding those things that how do you how do you use the essence of that event and that community to to really you know latch the wagon on for marketing and, and promotions yeah, what, yeah what's unique about it right and how you can amplify that message yeah yeah it was just it's a, it was an interesting challenge but you know there's, there's definitely ways to do it and, and i think we did really well and i think yeah. it's still going well you've seen your share of sure of challenges that, you know you were in augusta i would assume through the you know 9 11 and you know there, there have been other struggles but you know you, you come to chattanooga you i know you had very big plans for what to do there and then challenges hit again, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that last 18 months, two years. How have you been? How's Chattanooga been? And what are some of the lessons learned from dealing with pandemic? Chattanooga, I wish I probably should say, it's, has it been 20 months? I think it's been at least 20 months there. It's, it, actually, it really? it's actually been three and a half years. Okay, yeah, so believe it or not. And first of all, just great being back in Tennessee. Absolutely love it. Love the people. Really feel comfortable and, and at home here and, yeah. and, just, and just love that. Chattanooga, what a great product. Uh, you know, legacy attractions, many of y'all work with, and yeah. from uh, Aquarium, those you know, legacies like Rock City, Ruby Falls. Iconic brands. Iconic, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And Chattanooga, you know, didn't really it just have this perception, this image that was kind of preceded, you know, it's always, I've always known people from there, and people make the community and, and, and the brand, but just really having a chance to dig in deep and identifying really the core and the essence of their brand. and capitalize on it obviously a lot of outdoor recreation right uh that mixed mixed in with those legacy attractions and then also mixed in with this little kind of risk taker and then in this attitude and that community of just this really it's a it's just a very strong attitude that hey we can we can figure this out we can do anything and it goes back to that resurgence that they had back in the 80s and 90s and and digging out from under it in the riverfront and just the development and turning them into the the built and created assets that we have now in Chattanooga. And that's a result of just a resilient community that said, hey, we're, we're not going to be beaten down. We're going to stand up and take right. care of ourselves. And, yeah. and we're proud of who we are and where we, what we have. And, and an ambitious one, too, right? I mean, I, I know a little bit about it, probably a little too, you know, too little to, to be dangerous, but in terms of bringing different points of view together you know unifying and bringing together sort of in a collaborative spirit a way to move forward right that's a lot of what you're on the development side that's a lot of what you focus on doing yes because i know that's what really you focused on quite well in augusta as well right right building people around a vision for what it could be right so i I feel like you know just in looking back on on where you guys are going you're sort of talking about how the community's always been resilient there right uh ambitious um and i'm sure i know you know i know any any urban area has taken a hit you know during the pandemic but coming out of that you know certainly citing the theme of this conference moving forward what are what are the lessons from this that you all have learned and and what do you see the future what do you see in the future for yeah so the so the the lessons I think that that we learned was a couple of things. I, I was I was so proud, uh, tremendously proud of our staff team for one, and also the entire community and the attractions. Really, they figured out how to make it work. You know, they figured out how to get people in. Uh, the safety was you know 
priority number one, but the guest experience ultimately what resulted was that the visitor experience, that guest experience of the attractions is better than it was pre-COVID. But instead of just, you know, waiting for three hours to get right. into Ruby Falls, you can walk up with your timed entry, you can shop in their gift shop and you can, and, yeah. and it, it wasn't a three hour wait like it was before, which was, it's cool to see the crowds and have that, but when you can turn pretty much the same volume of people through just with a different structure, which never would have happened with, if the, the pandemic had not happened. Yeah. yeah. So you're sort of saying that the challenge has, has bred innovation. Yes. And it's made for a better experience. And those are going to last. There's no plan to change that right now because the revenue model is good for them if on the revenue side and the guest experience is... Right. Is Net better. equal or up, right? Everybody's yeah. happier and yeah. they return. Yeah. And then back to you know the COVID thing, it was also just the creativity, just our, our restaurants, everybody. Everybody was just... You know, and I remember talking to chefs and when they first started, you know, the carry out curbside and all that before people could even get back into the restaurants and the people who really cared, kind of the higher end restaurants or maybe the who had the chefs who were really concerned about how they present their food, you know, I, I, would, I would speak to them and they, it really took them a while to, to let go and say part of what we do on a regular basis is our, is our presentation display, of yeah. the food and the display and how they really missed that. And it, it was, so they had to kind of make adjustments to their own craft and their own specialty to make adjustments in order to survive and they did that but when they could get back people back in of course they're they're doing the same things you know i i know you uh enjoy cycling motorbikes yes yeah assuming things ease up things get a bit more opened up what's your next adventure i think one of the greatest i'll probably go back to one of the better trips i've taken which was on the motorcycle and (laughs) traveling across the country and did a three-week trip and it was fun being on the motorcycle but the best part about that trip was not planning anything other than I need to be back by a certain date give or take a day or two so you did not plot out anything no reservation made anywhere it was the night before it'd be like which direction we want to go and we're going to go and we'll figure out where we're going to stay when the time comes and finding a place if we, we we packed food we also had tents and whatnot so we could camp if we had to and we did about a third of the time but you know you go through you're going through some small town we're not on interstates and you figure out where you're going to grab lunch if you drive through a small town and look for the most crowded parking lot. It's a great way to travel, and I, and I didn't know it before I did it, but I was like, people don't travel like that much anymore. I think they might be some now during the pandemic because right. people are just like, honey, i got to get out of town. Yeah. You know, we got to get out of town this weekend, and yeah. they just kind of pick a place therapy, or right? go, right? Yeah. It's very liberating, and what you learn, and you don't have to, you don't do all the advanced planning, but you just come across some of the best experiences you ever, you'll ever have. Well, Barry, you know, if you if you decide to come up a little bit into Knoxville on, on one of those trips, <laughs> feel free to give me a call. I'll get you, take yeah. you out, get some, get some drinks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming out on the podcast uh, today. It's great yeah, to my pleasure. Same. Great to see you, and uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Stories Behind Tennessee Tourism is an original podcast brought to you by Design Sensory. We are a full-service integrated marketing, advertising, and digital agency. For 20 years, we've worked with startups, small towns, to global brands across a range of industries and business sectors to bring great ideas to life. The production team is Mary Blair, editor Sarah Plemons, producer Brad Carpenter, and I'm your host, Joseph Nother. We have a blast telling these stories, and we can't thank you enough for listening. Our hope is that you've learned something new or been inspired to do something creative. If you have, I'd love it if you'd share it or pass it on. And if you like what you heard, there's more where that came from. 
Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Our handle is at DS underscore moments, or just search for Design Sensory. 